0: Hello, my name is Amir, and thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this first episode of a three-part series where we talk about the history of the Spanish and English languages. And with that, let's get started. Although it is an impossible task to determine how many languages there actually are in the world, according to the most recent estimates, there are currently about 7,000 living languages. Some are spoken by millions of people, and others spoken by small communities, or even just by a few people but they all share something fascinating, they all have the same origin. Among the main languages of the world, in relation to the number of native speakers, are Spanish, art with around 580 million people, and English with 1.348 billion. In today's episode, we will talk about the history of the Spanish and English language. Language is one of the most powerful tools created by humanity, In addition to its communicative functions, it is also one of the threads of the very fabric of society. Thanks to language, it is possible to build economies, religions, and national and cultural identities. Without languages, a civilization could not develop. Did you know that Spanish is one of the most spoken languages in the world? With approximately 580 million people speaking Spanish, 7.6% of the world's population. Of these, 483 million, 3 million more than a year ago, are native Spanish speakers, which makes Spanish the most second popular mother tongue in the world by number of speakers. It is surpassed only by Chinese Mandarin as a mother tongue. A brief historical review will now take us through the Middle Ages. Several factors contributed to the emergence of Romance languages, also called Romance or Neo Latin, including Spanish. The strict grammatical prescription of classical Latin, vulgar, or colloquial Latin, and the new geopolitical conditions of a fragmented empire foster a linguistic fracture that gradually gave rise to heterogeneous vernacular languages, specific to each region, although interrelated. In Spain, where various Romance languages coexist, such as Galician, Castilian, Catalan, Leonese, and Asturian, a process began at the end of the 11th century thanks to the spread of Spanish as the language of the Song of Deed, also known as Heroic Ballads, which served as an example of inspiration as well as the stories of today's superheroes. During the reign of Alfonso X of Castilla y León, Spanish acquired official status since the king had all official documents written directly in Castilian or translated into it, and not into Latin as until then. Along with the political rise of the new languages, the need arose to study them in their own right. The civilian Antonio de Neveja was the first scholar of Romance languages to understand the importance of establishing, in writing, the grammar of the new languages. Thus, in 1492, he published in Salamanca his Grammar of the Castilian Language, which is not only the first treatise of a grammar of the Spanish language, but also the first printed treatise of a Romance language. That same year, Christopher Columbus received authorization from the Catholic monarchs to look for new merchant routes to the Indies via the Atlantic. Spain, like many previous kingdoms, sought to expand its power. During this expansion, the discovery and subsequent conquest of a new continent led to the spread of Spanish as a lingua franca, otherwise known as a common language. However, the long process of castellanization initiated by the Conquistadors was much slower than the geopolitical and religious expansion. As a consequence of other papal granting of lands to the Kingdom of Spain, as spokesmen of the Catholic God, the indigenous people were considered subjects of the crown who had to be Christianized and taxed. The task of communication, em- eminently linguistic, fell to the missionaries largely advocated the use of native languages, and devoted themselves to the development of pedagogical materials such as grammars and bilingual glossaries. At first, it was the Spaniards who adopted bilingualism for economic and religious gain, not without the help of an invaluable group of native speakers of the aboriginal languages, who were often themselves the product of slavery or misogynation. However, communication with such diverse language groups was very difficult. In order to alleviate this situation while respecting the use of native languages, in 1570, King Philip II decreed Nahuatl as the official language of the vast royalty of New Spain, Mexico, created in 1535. This imposition proved untenable since it was a foreign language for both the Spaniards and many native peoples. In 1696, King Charles II established Spanish as the only language of the viceroyalty. In this way, Spanish became the first modern language to be taught largely as a second language. The Creole Spanish of the late 17th century with idioms and phonetics typical of the origin of Andalusia led in the face of a new transcontinental linguistic reality. In 1713, the Royal Spanish Academy was founded in Spain to cultivate and fix in any possible way the purity and elegance of the Castilian language, through the creation of a dictionary the most copious that could be done. The rest of the linguistic expansion in Latin American countries was in the context of colonization, leaving each country with its own linguistic idiom. Of all Spanish speakers, 90% reside in the Americas, from Argentina to Chile to Canada and the United States. It is known, or surely you have imagined it, English is the most spoken language worldwide, with more than 1.348 billion speakers. Of these, approximately 379 million are native speakers, while the rest have learned English as a second or foreign language. English belongs to the anglo frisian group, which in turn is included in the western branch of Germanic languages, a subfamily of the Indo-European languages. It is related to the Frisian language, somewhat less the Dutch in certain dialects of Low-German and, and maintains links with Modern High-German. We will now be making another historical review, this time of the English language we will show in three stages what are known as the fundamental ones, the progress within its origin story. Old English, also known as Anglo-Saxon, dated between 449 and 1066 or 1100. Middle English, which covers the period of time from 1066 or 1100 to 1500, and Modern English, with two stages. The Classical, from 15 to 1600, and the Contemporary, from 1600 to the present day. Old English. It is a variant of West Germanic, a language brought to the island around 449, together by the invaders, the Anglos, and the Saxons. From then on, this nation, which had been Romanized and belonged to the scope of the culture of the Celts, especially that of the Britons, became dominated by invaders who brought a language and a culture called Anglo-Saxon. A variant of this language was developed in, in which several dialects can be traced. The ones spoken by all, Western Saxons spoken by the Saxons, and the various dialects of the Anglos. This language that was configured as a national language suffered the influence of Latin at two different times. The first via contact with the Roman Empire, the second with the arrival of St. Augustine until the 11th century. From this time come the words related to religious terminology. Middle English usually dates from the Norman Conquest to 1066. At At the end of the period, the language, which began as flexive and declining, became determined by syntactic order. By 1200, the three or four endings of the singular name have been reduced to two. The plural indication was the ending ES. Of the four declensions of the name, the final in of five cases is erased and the declension is simplified. All final vowels are neutralized in E. The masculine plurals of nominative and accusative are made into AS, which will later become ES. The only form of ancient plural that survives any modern language is that of the word ox. That makes the word oxen. Also remnants of this ancient stage are the vocalic changes of the word man and men, hombre, hombres, and foot and feet, pie, pies. The transition from Middle to Modern English is marked by a rigorous phonetic evolution in the pronunciation of vowels, a fact that occurred between the 15th and 16th centuries. Danish linguist Otto Jespersen has called it the Great Vocal Mutation. It consisted of altering the articulation of the vowels in relation to the position of the lips and tongue, which was usually raised by one degree. This fact meant that, of the 20 vowels that average English had, 18 changed. The writing remained unchanged as a result of the appearance of the printing press. Until then, Middle English had a more phonetic script. All consonants were pronounced, while today there are many mute consonants, such as the L of walking. Wrapping up this quasi-syntactic tour of these fascinating languages that seem to have nothing to do with it, but as we have been able to appreciate throughout each historical tour, the languages are intertwined. So much so that, as we have mentioned before, the United States, despite the fact that it is not their mother tongue, and with about 55 million Spanish speakers, has become the second populous Spanish-speaking country in the world, after Mexico. Not only is it, on a grammatical level they share, first of all, the Roman alphabet. That knowledge helps to build a, a phonemic and phonological foundation. Second, to of all English words have have a related word in Spanish. With similar sound, appearance, and meaning, these cognates help students transfer knowledge of that word to their second language. Third, with few exceptions, the word order, adjective before the noun in English and noun before adjective in Spanish in both languages have the same basic sentence structures as compared to English and Chinese, or other languages not derived from Latin. enforced fourth, learning to read and write uses the same basic processes. Phonemic awareness, decoding, fluency, comprehension, and writing mechanics. When teachers and students know these basic similarities between the two languages, it saves time and guesswork, as students transfer their knowledge from Spanish literacy to English literacy. And that is how these two languages are so connected. Did you enjoy this linguistic journey that we've made together? In order not to miss similar content, don't forget to like and subscribe.